Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. I see my guy Gad, Travi, Brennan M., Stephen Boyle Jr., Bruin Nation. What's up? By the way, I learned that Gad's name is not Gad at all. It's actually G-A. Uh, G-A-D is his initial. So, G-A, my friend, it was great to meet you, obviously, as I said, uh, on Monday night. Hope to see you again very soon. Appreciate you. Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, Head over to the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel, to be sure your questions are answered there. Guys, we are rocking. We are rolling a very busy show today, a lot to get into, and I am fired up and excited for some certain topics I want to discuss. And, of course, as always, want to hear from you. 843-790-3377. Guys, of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price picks. Go down the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS at sign up. You're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, be sure to check them out, guys. So many fans and listeners of the Daily Crow and of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. You can play anything and everything college sports, pro sports. Of course, MLB opening day is tomorrow. Really looking forward to that. The Masters is around the corner. You can play golf, believe it or not. They've got anything and everything you can think of, so go check them out. That's our friends at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Guys, I've totally almost forgot that opening day is indeed tomorrow. MLB will get itself going. Let's see. When do when do the Braves play? When do the Atlanta Braves play? Why do I not see them on this schedule? Where are they? Uh, okay, Braves at Nationals 105. Okay, there we go. It's going to be a very fun day tomorrow. Very busy. Looking forward to it. We've got MLB opening day. We've got the Gamecock series and start will getting underway. We've got our tour event tomorrow night. Please do not forget, downtown Greenville is where we'll be. We'll get get rolling at 6 o'clock for that. We'll be downtown Greenville. Of course, the game will be at 7, so it's going to serve as a tour stop slash watch party. Going to be a lot of fun, guys. Cannot wait to get out of out there to that. Um, yeah, tomorrow's going to be fun. But let's talk today, though. we got a lot to get into again. Appreciate you all tuning in. Um uh, Let's see, Andrew Murphy, do you think Cassis hits more bombs than Clark did in 2021? I, I think he's certainly on pace. You know, Cassis also isn't showing that slowing down on SEC play. Granted, we're just three series in. The pitching's going to get a little bit better as the competition gets even stiffer. But why not? Why not? Dude, Gavin Cassis is a freak, man. He is the guy. He is He is, He is. is doing what we all obviously hoped he would. You know, I, I knew in the preseason that he was a big basher, a big power guy. But it was just... Is he going to live up to it? You know what I mean? We, we knew he had the bill. We know he's got the pedigree with his brother being in the MLB, literally. But it was all about, you know, will he actually come through and be that guy and live up to it? And 
he is certainly, certainly doing that, no doubt. Uh, Brennan M says, five and seven C Philly is here. <laughs> and literally, guys, get this. I'm getting cooked by the Discord because I said that the Georgia game is a loss. I said the Georgia game's a loss. So now I've, all of a sudden, I'm I'm five and seven C Philly now because I'm not picking us to go 11 and one uh, or 12 and 0. So whatever, either way. Um, got a lot of football stuff I want to discuss, guys. Guys, had a great conversation that you will hear on the podcast tomorrow with Braden Gall. And you might be saying to yourself, who in the world is that? He's the owner of 440 Sports. Um, also hosts a podcast called Fringe Element, which is an SEC football podcast. But he's an SEC football guy, talks football year-round, uh, amongst other things, but a big-time SEC football guy and had a great convo with him this morning. And one, though, that I think is definitely going to generate banter it's going to generate discussion um let me just put it to you this way he went on record today and said that and he said this on Michael Bratton's show but said that he sees South Carolina being seven and five this year so so <laughs> there's going to be people that probably disagree with that there's going to be people that have their opinions on it but uh Braden was awesome had a great conversation about a 30-minute combo so you guys will hear that Tomorrow. Also, guys, change of plans today. No Mark Ryan. Unfortunately, Mark Ryan is uh, dealing with a sickness. So keep him in your thoughts, obviously. We hope that Mark Ryan is doing okay. But uh, said that he's dealing with a bit of a sinus infection, if you will. Said he does not feel good, does not sound good. So obviously, we don't want to push Mark. Uh, so obviously, we understand. Again, no Mark Ryan today. So it's all me and your comments and your calls and your questions. 843 790-3377. Uh, appreciate you, Walton. Let's get into your questions. I think I, I missed a couple here. Let's get into your questions. Um, let Lamont cook. Yeah, Lamont Paris picking up a big-time uh, guy today. Minnesota transfers. Great to see us get somebody from the Power Five. You look at his numbers, too. We're solid. We're solid. I'll get his numbers pulled up here. Um, in case you missed this, guys, Gamecocks did pick up a transfer portal addition for men's basketball Talon Cooper, or maybe it's Talon Cooper, uh, averaged 9.8 points per game, four rebounds per game, and 6.3 assists per game. I put rebounds per game twice. Why didn't nobody tell me? My goodness. Uh, anyways, 9.8 points per game, four rebounds per game, and 6.3 assists per game for the Gophers. So, all in all, a really good pickup. I mean, I, I think that... Uh, you know, when you look at Lamont Paris, what he's building, trying to add quality bodies, SEC bodies, this is a guy that I think certainly fits that mold, no doubt. So, really nice pickup for Lamont Paris as he continues or, or, or looks to build the roster through the transfer portal. Um, yeah, so let Lamont cook, folks. Let Lamont cook. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. Brandon Ward, what's going on? Appreciate you, Travis. Says, Auburn guys decommitted. Do we get one of those guys? Travi, which Auburn guys? Who decommitted? I did not see an Auburn guy decommit. Enlighten me. Um, anyways, guys, 843-790. I'm just fixing this because apparently I put rebounds per game twice, and I'm kind of disappointed in uh, in Brendan M. He's normally the one that's holding me accountable and tell me when I screw up something. So Brendan M. has basically become like my editor. And, and I don't say that as like, ha Like, I I'm grateful for it. Brendan holds me accountable, as do many of you, by the way. As do many of you. So, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, Travi, 
you know, there's always a great chance, though. I, you know, I know you're looking at the names. There's always a great chance of the Gamecocks can land whoever it is, right? What Chambers doing in recruiting. I will say this, and I, and I definitely want to discuss this. Well, let's look at recruiting. Speaking of, um, let me get the recruiting rankings pulled up. Let me get the recruiting rankings pulled up here. You look at the 2022 class. Let's look at the 2022 class first, right? Gamecocks finished 24th in recruiting in 2022. 24th overall. SEC rankings, South Carolina finished 10th in the SEC. You then move to 2023. Nationally, the Gamecocks rank 16th. And finished 16th in the country. So a nice ascension there. When you look at SEC rankings, Carolina finished 7th. 7th in the SEC. And in my conversation with, with Braden this morning, he made a great point in regards to, you know, you talk to South Carolina fans. And I can self-identify with this because I've said some of the same things he was he was mentioning around. Gamecock fans will tell you that you're, you're out recruiting this team, out recruiting that team. You know, the way that we're recruiting, of course we're going to win 10 games this year in football. But when you look at the SEC recruiting rankings, it is a very humbling reminder of just how tough it is to win in the SEC, the best conference in all of college football. And so I, I look at this, and I still say probably, I echo what I said the day Shane Beamer was hired and we taught recruiting and what he has to do to to get Carolina football to the next level. I think early on, guys, bringing in talent is important because we've had this discussion. What's more important, talent or development? You can't turn chicken salad out of chicken shit. So you need good players. You need good players. But I think the development side is what you absolutely have to have to win at South Carolina. And it's what they've shown the first two years. But you're not going to out-recruit Georgia. You're not going to out-recruit Alabama. Hell, I could argue you're not out, going to out-recruit Tennessee with the tradition and history they have. More often than not, you're probably not. Even when Florida's not good, you're going to have trouble out-recruiting them. So if you're not able to develop the players that you're bringing in, and I know recruiting is getting better, 2024 is set up to be a fantastic class. You very well may break the top half of the SEC. But guys, like you're recruiting really well. And you still have not finished in the top half of the league in recruiting. Am I saying that means you can't win eight, nine, ten games? That's not what I'm saying. But you better be able to develop. Because even at the rate that you're recruiting right now, you're not out recruiting Tennessee. You're not out recruiting Florida. You're certainly not out recruiting Georgia. Like, that's just how difficult it is. So getting stars is great. You want to get as many of those five-star guys as you possibly can. You need to take a guy like Nicholas Harbour and develop him, but you've got to be able to develop. South Carolina will ascend to the next level because they are able to identify and develop guys like Nick Eamonwari, for example, like DQ Smith, like a Juice Wells from James Madison, like a Mario Anderson from Newberry like an Eddie Lewis from Memphis, like an Amarian Brown from Georgia Tech. They will ascend because they are able to hit on those guys, not because they're going to out-recruit and out-five-star the Floridas, the Tennessees, and the Georgias of the world.
So you got to be able to develop. You need to get good players, but you have to be able to develop because you're not out recruiting the blue bloods of the SEC right now, at least. So anyways, I, I think South Carolina, again, you know, I, I think the Gamecocks, again, um, <laughs> Brendan M says, let the haters hate. All I heard last year was how Beamer wasn't going to win shit. Brendan, I, I like getting Brendan fired up. I do. <clears throat> I like getting Brendan fired up. I, I really do. I like getting you all fired up. But, um, you know, again, that was and, – and, and Braden Gall, admittedly, is a guy that went to Tennessee. Not Tennessee by trade in regards to born and raised, but went to Tennessee. But he just made that point. I, I agreed with it. It's, it's crazy when you stop and you look. Like, the recruiting momentum we have is incredible. But, like, we're still not out recruiting those teams. You're still not out recruiting those teams. You're not. So, uh, Cody Gaskins. <laughs> Welcome to my world, Chris. Yeah, the world of getting Brendan M. fired up. Um, nothing like a fire <laughs> slap dick, Brendan. We're all slap dicks today, man. We're always all slap dicks in the big cock club discord. Um, let's see. We got a text here on the text line. It says, what should be the main focus for coach Beamer to take South Carolina to the next level after Spencer juice, DK, et cetera, all leave this season. That's a great point. Listen, that's a great point. Does that put more pressure on this season? Does that put more pressure to win this season because of the fact that a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys are not going to be here next year, right? Spencer Rattler's gone for the season. I'm confident in saying that. I, I was shocked he came back after 2022, but things happened the way they did. He's back, but I think he's gone. Juice Wells is obviously gone. The carry-on joiner will be gone. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, I think the biggest thing is you're going to have to hit on a quarterback. I think what the Gamecocks do at the quarterback position will be fascinating. Is it just like Lenora Sellers? Is that the no-brainer? Do the Gamecocks go back to the portal? Do the Gamecocks go back to the portal? I don't know. Austin Greer, the Cox are one of the best teams in baseball, and we're talking football in March. Shame, Austin. You Now, listen, Austin. You know, you know for a fact that I am someone that wants to talk baseball. You know that. I, I push baseball. I push baseball when most of the comments are football. I'm sorry, not sorry. Had a great combo again with Braden Gall this morning. We talked SEC football. Got yours truly fired up. You want to talk baseball, Austin? What do you want to talk about? Leave me a question. Let's talk about it. I'm down to talk about it. You know I'm not trying to, like, neglect baseball. If there's anything if there's anything that I will never do, it's neglect baseball. If anything, I try to push baseball. You know what I mean? I was complaining this time last year because we were talking so much football because baseball wasn't good. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Mark Kingston and company. The best, the best start in program history. 24-2. and two. How about that? How about that? The best start in program history. Which is true because that 2016 team started 23 and 2 and then lost their next two games, College of Charleston and Vanderbilt. They fell to 23 and 3 and 23 and 4. So 24 and 2 is indeed. The best start in program history. You know, there, there, there were a lot of ways that this season could have gone, right? All the pressure around Kingston, bringing in Monty Lee, flipping the roster with the transfer portal, all the returners. We all thought this team would be better. But if you would have told me in the preseason, South Carolina is going to have their best start 
in program history. 24-2. and And it may get better after this weekend. How many people would have, would you have believed me if I told you that? Would you have believed me? Uh, Austin Greer, is Wes Clark a starter on this team? I think Wes Clark's probably your DH, Austin. I think he's fighting for the DH spot. I mean, he still hit a lot of bombs. Dude. He wasn't very good in SEC play, but he still hit a shit ton of bombs. So I think he's a starter, Austin, but I think he's probably your DH. I think he's probably your DH. It would depend on the day in the lineup, though. It would depend on the day in the lineup. I mean, I I, I think that you got to put some respect on Wes Clark's name. I know he didn't swing it very well in SEC play, but, I mean, the dude hit, like, 20 homers, man. Like, I, th- there's, a, there's a place for a guy like that. I can assure you. There's a place for a guy like that. There's a place in the lineup for a guy like that. Got a text here. Do you think this 2023 baseball team is the most run-productive team in the country? I mean, I, I don't know exactly what the statistics would say, but uh, one of the best. One of the best, no doubt. One of the best. One of the best, if not the best. One of the best, if not the best, for sure. Again, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Wednesday, March the 29th, 2023. The final week in the month of March. How about it? Final week in the month of March. Crazy crazy how about this next week is master's week i was like dude it is it's getting here it's upon us it's upon us it's upon us let's see ruben nation i heard nick e got bigger and faster <clears throat> and footwork is night and day from last season if so he's going to be scary no doubt ruben nation he's going to be a leader on our defense there's no question there's no question so there's no question Okay, Bruin Nation. So, Travi, you were talking about basketball decommitments. I did not know that. Basketball decommitments. Gotcha. Again, guys, these phone lines are wide open. They're wide open. Let it hear you guys. Great win last night, of course. Gamecocks taking down the Citadel. Uh, a blowout win. A blowout win. A, a, a seven-inning win, by the way. Dude, what's up with Gamecocks softball, man? What's up with the softball program, right? What's up with the softball program? I, I, you know, I don't hate to call them out. I was going to say, well, I hate. No, I don't hate to call them out. Losing via run rule to Clem Sucks, who's had a program for, what, four years? Four years? Five years? Something like that? Losing via run rule, and then you post the final score, and you turn off replies. There is nothing softer. If if you are the official team account, your Gamecock softball, your Gamecock football, your Clem sucks football, anybody, you're the official team account, and you can't post a final score, and I'm talking to South Carolina too, you can't post a final score, or you turn off replies to the final score. Like, There is literally nothing softer than that. You're the official team account. It is literally your job to post the score 
and keep fans of your team who inevitably follow that account. It's your job to keep them updated with what is going on, and you don't even have the sack to post the final score. And then for Gamecock softball last night, you post the final score, you don't mention it was a run rule game, and you cut off the replies, which makes it even worse. If you don't do that, people give you hell, but whatever, you keep it moving. But like the fact that you cut off replies urged people even more to talk crap to you. Like, I'll never get the not posting the final score thing. And again, I'm speaking to South Carolina also. Hey, 2021, we got shut out by Clem Sucks. Just own it, bro. You're the official team account. You can't pick and choose when you want to post finals. I tip my cap to the Gamecocks, by the way. Last season, they did do that. They didn't post a graphic, but they did post the final score. That's fine. That's fine. You're the official team account. You should post the final score. In no world should you not. It's just soft when you don't. And then turning off replies to your score graphic, that's soft too. So be better, do better. Don't get run ruled by your arch rival. How about that too for a suggestion? I don't know. It just makes no sense, man. Just makes no sense. Makes no sense. Fire Bev, make the damn shirts. (laughs) Bro, just... Can I ask you a question, Brunation? Does that not feel aggressive, like, for softball? Um, does it not? Austin Gris, is that a plant in that shoe in the back? Yes, right here, Austin. That is a piece of the hedges from Williams-Brice Stadium after the Tennessee game. A really cool piece, Austin. I'm glad you noticed that. Really, really cool. Yeah. That is my piece that I grabbed from the hedges at Willie B after the Tennessee game. So, really, really fun stuff. Really fun stuff. Um, let's see. Andrew Murphy, us throwing Kate Austin and James Hicks against the Citadel has to be against the Geneva Convention. I, I'm so lost at that comment. Uh, Austin Greer, Sanders isn't even in the top 25 pitchers in the country per D1. Wonder how his draft stock is currently. Yeah, he, I think he, what did we say? I think he was 84th by D1 baseball. I think so. Uh, Slayer of Queens chases. Funny how Skyland has caught in a few weeks with us still, or has not caught in a few weeks with us still rolling. Literally only calls if we're losing or struggling to pull one out. He should be first in line for the Kingston kissing booth. <laughs> Chase Youngblood then replies, I generally don't mind Skyland calls, even with the negative tone, because he does no ball. But it is funny that he hasn't called in. Uh... Chase then replies, I agree. There's a lot worse calls we hear from other callers. He knows his stuff. I'm just saying he's a known Kingston hater. Just funny. He's AFK. I love that. I don't know where Skyland's at. Sky- Skyland did call me after the uh, after the game last night. But, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Rick, no Mark Ryan today. Mark Ryan is under the weather sick. So, no Mark Ryan today. No more crying. You just got me for two hours. Just got me. Hunter Kelly asked, could we stream the LSU game? Um, Hunter, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do for the... Oh, man. I saw... So, Gamecocks men's basketball retweeted John Whittle. So, I somehow saw John Whittle's tweet, and I clicked on John Whittle's profile thinking that maybe I was unblocked, and sure enough, we are still blocked by John Whittle. <laughs> One of the funnier ones, John Whittle. Oh, man. Anyways, um, let's see. 
Anyways, uh, no Mark Ryan today. I don't even know where I was going. Oh, the LSU series. I don't know exactly what the plan will be, guys, because we've got the tour. We'll be at Alehouse Woodruff Road for game one of the LSU series on Thursday night, next Thursday, right? So that'll be that, but I'm thinking about possibly live stream watch-alongs Friday, Saturday, maybe even going to Founders Park. I really don't know yet, to be honest with you. I don't know yet. Just stay tuned. That's also Master Saturday. I really don't know. I really don't know. Um, I'll let you guys – obviously, though, I will keep you in the loop. I will keep you in the loop. The LSU series obviously would make a lot of sense to do live stream watch-alongs because it is a huge series, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you this. I can't stream the actual game itself. Um, I can't stream the actual game itself. So. I think Georgia Twitter got a hold of <laughs> – yeah, they did. So, I quote tweeted a tweet that had Georgia's football schedule and it said, Georgia's schedule's downright comical. And, uh, yeah, Georgia Twitter got a hold of it. I don't know if anybody else has seen this, but, uh, yeah, Georgia Twitter got a hold of it. They are, they are having a field day with, uh, with that tweet. My 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 tweets got 14 retweets, 10 of which are quote tweets, and 25 replies. So the, the ratio is a real thing. The ratio is a real thing. Brendan M says, go to baseball on Friday night. Maybe so, Brendan. I just don't know yet. I just don't know 110% yet. Um, I just don't know 110% yet. Anyways, guys, 84379-0337. Austin Greer, do you think Cassis can play first in the pros? Seems like as bad as at a pro level. I think so. I think so, Austin. I think he definitely can play first. I mean, I think that's going to be his position. Brewer Nation, who's the young guy who was such a great caller during football season, didn't know his stuff, would love to hear him on the baseball uh, team here and talk on the baseball team. That was Walker, my friend. That was Walker. Yeah, hopefully he'll be at the uh, the Fort Mill. The Fort Mill. Um uh, tour stop. That's where they came out last time. <laughs> Brennan M is fired up today, man. Brennan M is fired up. <clears throat> John Edwards says Skyland isn't a true fan. Everybody, everybody coming for uh for Skyland's neck today. Guys, by the way, quick reminder, we're less than three weeks away. We're less than three weeks away from the spring game. You see the cap. You see the merch every day. TSUS.store. Get your Beamer Rattler 2023 merch today so you can wear it to Williams Bryce when you go to the spring game. Be sure to get that. Uh, let's see. I got a text here. Per the big spur, Eli Jones is taking the reins in game one. I actually did hear that last night as well. So apparently there is a rumor. There is a rumor that, uh, Eli Jones will be your game one starter, which I think would be very, very interesting to say the least. Very interesting to say the least. 
let's see. I don't know. We we've heard nothing official. I I mean that that to me, <clears throat> you know, he, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've given my opinion on the Will Sanders thing, but but I, I will say this. Our pitching is so good and our depth is so good. Like I still feel confident the Gamecocks will, for example, win this weekend. I, I really do. Like I, I just I believe in our pitching. I believe in our pitching depth. What I don't understand, though, is if you're going to make the move, why would you not slide James Hicks into a starting role? Why would it be Eli Jones? I understand Eli Jones has started before, but is he really your best available? I mean, is he really? And no disrespect to Eli Jones. I think he's a quality pitcher. But is he really like your fourth best pitcher? That's what you're saying. Is he your fourth best? I, I just don't see it. And here's, here's my biggest question, too. And again, this isn't official yet, but this is rumored. It's not official. It's just rumored. But here is my question now. Let's say you bump Will Sanders out of the weekend rotation. Let's say you bump him out this weekend. How does Will Sanders win his job back? Like, what does Will Sanders have to do to win that job back? Is he able to win it back? And I just think that when you make that move, one of the reasons, one of the other reasons I don't like it, if you stick with what you got right now, you need one guy to figure it out. You just need Will Sanders to get off the schneid and get it going and, and pitch the way you know he's capable, right? You need one guy to figure it out. If you move him out, you put Eli Jones in there, you put James Hicks in there, you shuffle guys around. Well, now you've got multiple moving pieces. You need Will Sanders to get it going. You need whoever replaces him to get it going. You need everybody else to react the same, and you need them to be consistent and pitch the same. Now you've got multiple moving pieces. Why not just bank on one guy get it, getting it going versus asking multiple guys to do different things they haven't done this season? I, I just, and again, I go back to like, what now if this does happen? What does Will Sanders have to do to win his job back? Like, I mean, is he even going to be able to? Is it just giving Will Sanders one week off, which I think would be an interesting move to say the least? I, I, I don't really, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, on one hand, again, it's like you're playing Mississippi State, so you can experiment a little bit. They're not very good. State's not good. You should be able to win either way, truly. But on the other hand, I mean, again, it just, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it will be a risk no matter what. Listen, it's a risk to keep rolling Will out there the same way. It's a risk to change things up. And so it's sounding like from behind closed doors that things will be changing up this weekend. I, I do agree you don't want to go into LSU and, and be tinkering with things. You, you just don't. Because Paul Skeens is coming whether you're ready or not. He's coming. Paul Skeens is bringing 100, whether we are ready or not, right? LSU's lineup, which is one of the best in college baseball, they are coming either way. They are coming either way. Chase says how he wins it back is between him and his confidence to come out and getting it done. I, I mean, I, I guess Chase, he's just going to have to have multiple, like, really good appearances or really good outings, or maybe it, again, it's, maybe it truly is just like a one-week-off thing, and he's going to pitch out of the bullpen. Um, 
you know, he's going to pitch out of the bullpen this week. I, I have no idea. I think it's fascinating, honestly. I think it's absolutely fascinating. <clears throat> I think it's absolutely fascinating. So, let's see. D1 Baseball... Mike Rooney talking about freshman of the year. Okay, here we go. So Mike Rooney just wrote an article on on top freshmen. He did mention Ethan Petrie, by the way. He mentioned a bunch of guys, so... Anyways, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see when that happens. Let's see. Bruin Nation says, Steve Fink heard you say don't fuck with a winning streak or a hot team and told Kingston to change everything. <clears throat> that would probably be Kent Reichert, who is the SID for the baseball team. But, yeah, probably Fink had his way, too. I don't know, man. Who knows? <clears throat> Who knows? Blame Fink for everything. When in doubt, just blame Steve Fink. When in doubt, blame Fink. No doubt. Mm -mm. I, I'm, I'm very intrigued. I'll say this. I'm very intrigued to hear about it because it, it'll, it'll probably come out while we're on the show. It'll probably come out while we're on the show, the starting rotation. We're going to learn today, right? We're going to learn today. And, uh, you know, I'll be recording the podcast for tomorrow, later this afternoon. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of, you know, we'll dive into it. Will, will it affect my prediction? Will it affect my thoughts on the weekend? I mean, certainly it's going to be something we're talking about. No doubt it's going to be something we're talking about. So, um, Hunter Kelly says, I'm glad that Clemson sucks. Let's play Georgia again next year. That'll be fun to watch them get beat. Yeah, for sure it will. For sure it will. For sure. They don't play them this year, though, right? It starts next year, right? Yeah, because Clemson sucks opens with Duke this year. Yep. Okay, so they, they, don't, they don't play Georgia this year. They don't play Georgia this year. That starts next year. Okay. Yes, Lamont did get a transfer guy. Yeah, big time pickup, I think. Really big. Chase says, yes, he was, is our ace. Put up the stats. You've been told you're capable of, dish, or, of dishing out or take a step back and work it out to your ace status is earned back. I mean, again, Chase, I just, is coming out of the pin and throwing decently good enough to get the ace status back? I don't know. I don't know. It, it'll, it'll just be, I'll tell you this, it'll be really interesting to see how he responds to it. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see how he responds to it. Brendan, by the way, I, I bring bring the convo, Brendan, to the TDC Questions channel. Did uh did Josh Pate pick Carolina to lose by 17 plus to Clemson this season? Is that what you're telling me? Has he already picked that game? 
Because if so, I didn't know that. If so, I did not know that. If so, I did not know that. That's interesting. I highly doubt there will be many, if any, Gamecock folks out there that will be picking the Gamecocks to lose to Clem Sucks this season. I will be very surprised to see it. But I, I, I will tell you this, guys. Um, and, you know, I'm not – Austin Greer's got me hesitant – Austin Greer's got me hesitant to, to, to shift the convo uh, from baseball to, to football. Okay, gotcha. That was last year. I was about to say, Brendan, that seems kind of crazy that he would, uh, you know. Yeah. Shane Hall says, why are people saying you're getting banned? It sounds like they're soft and can't handle the truth. Shane, who is saying that? Who Who's saying I'm getting banned? From what? Banned from what, Shane? Banned from what? It, please fill me in. But uh, Austin Greer, no chance Eli Jones is going to start over Sanders. That's idiotic. Apparently, Austin, that is the rumor. Apparently, the Big Spur, John Whittle, folks of that nature are running with that. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I I don't know. That's just the rumor, though, apparently. Per sources, Austin. Per sources. Yeah, Shane, if I'm getting banned, nobody told me. If I'm getting banned, nobody told me. Lynn Turner says, I think we want Hicks ready for multiple appearances over the weekend. If you were going to give Will a Friday off, this would be the Friday to do it. You know, I, or game one, because obviously we play tomorrow. But, I, you know, I, I don't disagree with that totally. You know, again, if you're going to experiment, this is the weekend to do so against the Mississippi State team that is extremely gettable. Like, that might even be being too nice. Like, when our... When our uh, when our uh, graphic comes out, breaking down the two teams and comparing stats, it's going to be wildly skewed to the Gamecocks. Uh, Shane Hall says, I have no idea. I've seen it in so- on some Gamecock page I follow. That's why I'm trying to figure out. Shane, sh- shoot me a screenshot. I'm-, I'm curious. Normally, I don't care, but I really am curious, Shane. If you can DM me whatever the heck you're talking about, I would love to see that because I want to get it. I want to get a good laugh today. I, I want to get a good laugh. I do. I'd like to get a good laugh, in, if possible. Um, Ricky says, are you surprised about our start this year considering people want to Kingston out? Is it super regional or bust? Am I surprised? To steal a line from National Lampoon Family Vacation, Christmas Vacation, I could wake up with my head sewn to the floor and I wouldn't be more surprised than I am to see this team start 24-2 and two under Mark Kingston. So, yeah, color me surprised, my friend. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Will from Dirty Myrtle. Will, what's going on, my friend? How are you? What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking what's going on. Just uh, calling to give my opinion about the baseball thing. Uh, what I don't understand is <clears throat> we're off to the best start in, in school history, and, and Sanders has obviously been struggling. But why would you put Eli Jones in on Friday night for one, when when you don't you don't mess with a winning streak. Two, <clears throat> why would it be him of all people to put in that Friday night spot? I don't think we should touch it at all. But if we did, shouldn't Noah Hall slide up to that Friday night spot? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't understand the logic and putting him there. 
when you're putting your, you know, you're supposed to be putting your best guy in that, that Friday night spot. I just don't see how Eli Jones is our best guy for that spot right now. I feel like we're tinkering with something. We just need to let it rock. He could get his confidence back against this terrible ball club, at least you would think, right? Right. Like Will could get his, his swagger back maybe this weekend and be and be ready to start, you know, that that treacherous SEC stretch we got. Rather than you sit him now, and then when are you going to bring him back? Yeah. Who are you going to bring him back against? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with you. I, I would keep rocking what you got. You know, I've I've, I've stated my opinion on it multiple times, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, it, you know, it's all rumor right now. It's, it's all per sources. We 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 may be, we may be, uh, you know, just kind of freaking out for nothing or anything like that. But right. you never know. I mean, again, the big spur, John Whittle, folks like that are, are reporting it. So you would think there's some traction. But I agree with you. I agree with you. I would keep rolling. I would let our guy figure it out. Let Will Sanders figure it out and go from there. But you know, I <clears> guess <throat> if the, if you're gonna experiment. This would be the weekend to do so, but I mean, it's weird to experiment being twenty-four and two. It is. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. But it's also a good weekend for him to get off the schnod to, as well. You know what I mean? It goes both ways. It's also a good weekend for maybe him to get that confidence back. So I just, yeah, I just feel like, man, we're rolling right now, man, and everything just seems to be going good. Don't tinker with it. Don't mess with it. Because if you do, and we start sliding, people are going to immediately say, "See, you should just left the shit alone." You know, mm-hmm. if if you if you tinker with that lineup and then all of a sudden things are off a little bit. But it just seems like everybody's just, you know, clicking. And even with Sander pitching the way he's pitching, I mean, he really only lost one game for us, right? I mean, that yeah. Clemson game is yeah. the only good game I can, I can pinpoint that he actually absolutely lost. So, I mean, the run support's been crazy for, for him. <clears throat> and last year he was pitching and had no run support. So, it's like – you know, it, it'll work its way out, but let's just not abandon ship yet. You know, let's just, let's just keep it going until until you have to make a change. You know, not now. I would but agree. That's I, just my personal. That's that's how I'd roll with it too, my friend. But we shall see again. We we may be just. Uh, I mean, it may just be a bunch of smoke, whatever. It may not be anything to it, but it will be very, very, very interesting if they if they do make that change going in the weekend. Very interesting. And on a, on another note, last night, great game. Another. Another seventh inning called in the seventh inning run game. Uh, it just it's just crazy that we're we're able to put up runs like that now. And another one for Cassis. What's that? Fourteen now. Yeah, home runs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've just bashing the ball. We've come a long way, man. Because again, it was about a year ago to the date. It was actually it was a year ago to the date. I got the the notification this morning. Year ago to the date, South Carolina lost to PC at home. So we have come a long way, my friend. Very long way. Yeah. It's just it's crazy. I mean, best start in school history. I mean, nothing to complain about there. And 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 I think we're really starting to see what we got after this week. But just nice. Maybe we can get a little bit more of a. I mean, you go not. I know you know. Don't want to say we're going to go nine and zero. But if you do go nine and zero, hell, even if you go eight and one, you're off to. You got such a head start on being able to finish great in the SEC. That you know what I mean. Like you just got to finish out somewhat strong and you're going to have a great position a great seed and and, and host it so mm. just a just a great start to the year and uh i'll jump off here chris I'll, I'll talk to you later buddy well i appreciate the call man thank you so much great stuff as always will from dirty myrtle i think he makes a lot of great points and i mean what a start it's been guys incredible i keep getting comments that we've been reported where <laughs> where 
Where? I haven't seen it. Apparently, I have not gotten the memo. Um, apparently, I have not gotten the memo. Shout out to the homies, by the way. The uh, Let's see. The, uh, the Kane Bay boys, who actually came out to my watch party in Somerville for the Florida game, all rocking the big cock club hats last night. Shout out to them. How about, how about that? Love to see the boys representing. Um, let's see. Let's see. Anyways, if anybody wants to, wants to let me know what in the world, uh, I don't know, people saying that apparently TSUS is, is getting reported or slapdick starting rumors again. Banned from what? For life? Banned from life, yeah. Bro, USC couldn't ban me if they wanted to. Just DM me the picture. I'm curious. Again, I want to get a laugh in today. Guys, on that note, we'll jump into our first break of the day. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more your questions. More, You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Wednesday, March the 29th, 2023. And I just got this screenshot, it looks like, from, uh, by the way, shout out Kevin Gunter who sent this over. Um, apparently, somebody reported a tweet of ours. And I, and I will say, I just wanted the screenshot because I actually got an email this morning. The DMCA, we posted... We posted a tweet that had some music in it, and I had to remove it this morning or whatever to literally unlock the Twitter account. So that's why our Twitter account got locked this morning, not because of a hateful tweet or something like that. But the guy who posted the screenshot in the the largest Facebook group, whatever, this Preston Thomas character, I, I will say this. I genuinely, genuinely wish nothing but peace and I pray for that dude because this guy has been dragging my name through the absolute muck for years. And I don't know that there's a dude that hates the Spurs Up show and hates me as a person more than the homie Preston Thompson, Thomas, excuse me, Preston Thomas on Facebook. So genuinely wish this dude the best and nothing but peace because you've got to have a really, really, really sad existence and a depressing life to bring the energy that this guy brings on a day-in, day-out basis. I mean, really, truly, um, you, you, you have to have a depressing existence. So, uh, anyways, our, our, there's nothing wrong with our Twitter account, guys. I can assure you our Twitter's not locked. I've been tweeting all morning. So, I've been tweeting all morning. So, obviously, whatever it was that Preston Thomas did, it did not work. So, I would say try harder, slap dick. Either way, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Uh, anyways, guys, Gamecocks, 11, what determines when run rules effect? Seems like early in the season we went up the full nine innings while by ten, up by 10 after seven innings. Yeah, I think it's the two teams, Gamecocks, 11, come together. They agree on that before the game. Um, 
they agree on that before the game. So that's really what it comes down to, I think. But, uh, I mean, I like the run rule. If you're up by 10 after 7, dude, game's over practically. I mean, how often, how often do, um, how often do you see, how often do you see teams come back after that? But anyways, no, listen, the, the, uh, the, our Twitter account, what, what is the group, by the way, Kevin Gunner? If you want to know, what is the Facebook group? I think I've been banned from like every Facebook group. People that just do not, uh, yeah. So, I've been banned from basically every single Facebook group. <laughs> it's funny, though. People are trying to say that, like, we've been banned from banned from Facebook. The, the Twitter's getting taken down. Guys, we're operating completely as normal, my guy. Um, yeah, we've been operating completely as normal. And all the funny rumors and all the bullshit, all the shit talk on social media is the same repeated rumors and, and, and shit talk over and over and over and over and over again. So, and I would say this, guys, if the slapdicks truly had any power or there was any, any, any legitimacy to anything that had ever been said about TSUS in a negative light, like, we wouldn't exist. Like, we just flat out wouldn't exist. So... I'll just leave it at that. Anyways, 84379-0337. Some of the guys, it's 84379-0337. Uh, Braddock, opening day is tomorrow for the Braves. They're taking on the Nationals, 105 first pitch. Opening day for the MLB all day tomorrow. Okay, anyways, uh, 84379-0337. Let's see here. Um, just had to throw up a tweet, just letting everybody know, hey, we're, we're, not, uh, we're not banned or suspended or anything. <laughs> uh, let's see. I will say, though, DMCA shot me an email because we used the uh, the Titanic music, and I don't think they were a big fan of that. They, I don't think they were a big fan of the Titanic music. So, um, anyways. <laughs> anyways. Guys, taking your questions, comments, calls. You know, it's funny, guys. I, I don't normally like to, or I mean, I will sometimes. It depends on what the content is. It depends on what the content is. Sometimes, I, you know, to say I regurgitate comment or content, 
I think is the wrong way to phrase it. To say it's regurgitated is the wrong way to phrase it. But there's some content that just plays really well. And so I was looking back through a year ago to the date. You've sub- Somebody submitted a report for abusive behavior. <laughs> what? Oh. Abusive behavior of what? I don't know. Anyways, that's hilarious. Uh, Brendan Coon, what would you have said if I told you last month after 26 games, Gamecock baseball would be 24-2 and and 6-0 and in SEC play? Um, I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't believe you. Coleman, was it a slapdick tweet? Was it a slapdick tweet? Huh. Well, I can tell you this. It's going to take a lot more than one report of a tweet to get us banned. I can tell you that. So, good luck. I would say good best of luck, my friend. Best of luck. Best of luck. You're going to need to do more. You're going to need to do more. Let's see. I'm just reading all this. I have not seen any of this. That's hilarious. Anyways, I'm getting distracted by nonsense. I do apologize for that. I'm getting distracted. Was I slandering the great Dowell? Was I slandering the great Dowell? But anyways, guys, the point that I was getting to was uh, the point that you slap, is slapdick now a triggered word? Can you not say slapdick on Twitter anymore? Is that, is that what it is? The FCC is a... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, like I was saying, I, I don't normally I don't normally regurgitate content, but there's some content that plays really well. So it was a year ago to the date, the point that I was getting to, a year ago to the date, I asked this question and I posed this hypothetical going into the 2022 football season. And I find myself a year later now, a year later now, feeling similar in regards to the 2023 season. And here's what it is. As you look at the 2023 football schedule, Gamecocks play UNC in Charlotte, Furman at home at Georgia, Mississippi State at home at Tennessee by week, Florida at home at Mizzou at Texas A&M, Jacksonville State at home, Vandy at home, Kentucky at home, and Clemson at home. So I ask you this question, and Michael Bratton, our good friend on that SEC podcast, posed this hypothetical, the hypothetical over-under win total of eight on his show. 
He believes the Vegas win total will be at eight games. I'm not exactly sure what he took, but Braden Gall, our guest tomorrow, took the under. So the the feeling is that South Carolina is going to be floating around that eight-win, maybe nine-win territory. So a year ago to the date, I posed this hypothetical. I'm going to do it again because I think the responses are fascinating. On one hand, I will give you a guaranteed 8-4 and four season. You sign on the dotted line. The Gamecocks are going to go 8-4 and four in the regular season. I'm not going to tell you which games are going to win or lose, but you got 8-4 and four guaranteed. Or you can roll the dice. So what are you taking in the 2023 season? Guaranteed 8-4? and four? Or are you rolling the dice thinking maybe South Carolina can go past 8 wins? Are we limiting the ceiling by signing on the dotted line and taking an 8-4 and four season? What are your thoughts? I personally, I'd sign up for the eight and four. I Don't throw stones. Don't throw stones. I, I, I know some people are going to scoff at that, but an eight-win season in year three of Shane Beamer, it will show stability. It will show progress. I think it will continue the ascension of the program. And guys, eight and four, as you saw last year, is a really fun season. It's a really fun season. So I would take the eight and four, but what would you do? You roll on the dice or you sign the dotted line, taking a guaranteed eight and four in 2023? I think it's a fascinating question. I really do. And it was a, it was a great hypothetical last year. It was a great hypothetical last year, but I think it's almost even more intriguing this year because now it's almost like people are just expecting like eight wins should be like a kick-in type deal. We should expect to win 10. We should expect to win 11. You know what I mean? So I'm sure James Reynolds is going to absolutely, absolutely, you know, wreck me for that. But, you know, whatever. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. We'd love to hear your thoughts on everything. Um, your full thoughts on that. What's uh, What's going on? Let's see. Coleman Hall says, roll the dice if we force a constipated run game less than seven. If we let Spencer Cook and keep from getting sacked, nine plus, I like to think Shane and King Dowell aren't stupid enough to force a bad run game. Love that, Coleman. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. To accept. Robbie, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good, just resting after my first walk of the day. So, nice. I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I am doing great as well, my friend. I appreciate you asking. 
Okay, I got two things. All right, are you ready for them? Yeah, go One. ahead. Fire away. Okay. One. Okay, we have we have the arms on this pitching staff. So if Will Sanders winds up not pitching tomorrow, I'd be okay with it, to be honest with you. Because we have shown in the last 26 games, we have arms besides Will Sanders. And, in, and, and I, know, I know Will Sanders has not had a great start to his uh, 2023 campaign, if you will. But we have the arms, so why not use them? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, if you have a chance to where you don't need your Friday night guy to start and you want to give him a chance to get back in the right headspace or what have you, I'd say go ahead and do it. Yeah, I mean, the shakeup may very well work. I just think it would be really interesting if they do go with Eli Jones. Um I don't know. That would surprise me. That that would most definitely surprise me. No, no doubt. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to see Will Sanders start tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't happen, I'm fine with that solely because of, like I said, we have the arms, so why not use them? I don't even remember a time where our pitching staff was this deep aside from 2010 and 2011. Yeah, it's really good, man. Our, our, our pitching depth is fantastic. So, I mean, that, that's going to help you win a lot of ball games, man. It's going to help you win a lot of ball games when you got the pitching we do. I mean, it's just, yeah. And like I said yesterday, in order for any, any team to beat us, you're going to basically have to, I think we've proved over the last, four games in order for you to beat us you're going to have to you're probably going to have to run rule beat us Mm. because we have the bats right now and I was solely based off of you know how good we've been hitting the ball and how good our pitching has been in these What in the world just happened? Did, did, uh, did Big Dick Dale get a hold of Robbie Davis? What just happened there? Because I didn't click anything. 
What just happened to Robbie Davis? Anybody know? <laughs> I did not touch anything. Let's let's see here. Call from Robbie Davis is actually Hall of Famer. Robbie, what happened to you, my guy? Did Dale get a hold of you and hang, hang up the phone? What happened? I think Dale's trying to hack my phone, dude. The call dropped. Wow. Anyways, what was I saying? <laughs> Robbie, I don't I don't even know, man. <laughs> I don't all even right, know. Anyways, uh, anyways. Anywho. All right, I got it. I think I all right, all right, all right. I got my train of thought back. Okay. We've proved over the last four games that in order for a team to beat us, we're gonna ha- they're gonna have to run rule beat us, okay? Because whenever the Citadel got up one run, I was like, I'm not worried because of our pitching staff and the way we've been hitting the ball. And so this weekend, I actually have us going, getting the sweep. Okay, I got us getting the sweep, breaking out the brooms, and to the whole eight and four thing. I think that like I, going eight and four on a regular basis shows stability and i think if we have that be the norm have that somehow become the norm i think at some point we'll get to the, we'll get to where we're good enough to where we're in the conversation to go to atlanta and possibly make the playoffs i don't know who i have us winning beating or losing to but i i definitely could see us having an eight and four season and I could live with an eight and four season for a while, because if you start having a winning season on a regular basis, that helps with recruiting, and you can get the right guys in, the right guys that believe in what you're trying to build, and guys that want to prove that you can win a championship at South Carolina. Yeah, I thought it was a great pickup today, the Minnesota transfer. I'm excited for what Lamont's building, man. You're going to have to do that. You're going to have to build in the portal, uh, get quality Power 5 guys. You need SEC bodies. So that, that was a good pickup today. I, I think that'll be a guy that plays uh, plays a lot, plays immediately for you. Probably going to be a starter if I had to guess. So uh, you definitely you mean to... football. You said basketball. I said eight and four. And oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about Lamont there for a second. Um you but know, I know I heard yeah. about Lamont picking up yeah. the guy from Minnesota. Yes, that's a good or whatever. Did you say you said Minnesota, right? Yes, the the, the portal guy we got today. Okay, was uh was Minnesota? That yes. a boy Lamont doing exactly what I said. You need to attack that portal and get guys, man. There's some guys from from College of Charleston that are in the portal. Pick up those guys. Those are guys that are good. I mean, for hey, crying out loud, they were, they they were really good. They, they weren't just like, good. They were really good. They were good. really good. They were really, really good. So I say go after them, man. I mean, geez. But, and, and I definitely think that with some of the pieces that the football team has coming back, I wouldn't be surprised if we beat Clemson this year again because we should have beat them by 14 or 17 points last year, and we didn't. So if you ask me, Clemson got lucky that we didn't beat them by more than one point. I think they were very fortunate. Because that fumble – 
the, the they, that 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 fumble that was not that was that fumble that should have been called a fumble and should have been a scoop and score. They called it back, and so they're lucky that we didn't beat them by fourteen or more. Mm-hmm. Robbie, how many times have you watched that uh, the replay of that game since it happened? You like watching replays of old games or not? Of, of e- I, I, I watch the replay. Oh yeah, whenever. Oh yeah, I, whenever, whenever I'm bored and don't know what to do, that's what I That's what I normally do. I watch the Tennessee game. I watch the Clemson game. I watch a game, even games from 11 years ago, because just because I'm ready for football season to get here, man. Sometimes I even watch the 2012 game against Georgia whenever we beat their tail all over the field and they didn't know what they were chasing their small tail so to speak because i know a bulldog really doesn't have a tail they have a nub so they was chasing their nubs all over the field so Mm -hmm. that's a fun one to go back and rewatch, though for sure that that is a fun one to go back and rewatch. so And if I had to pick a national champion right now for football, mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm about to say this. It would make my friend uh, Mike Diamond pretty happy, but I'd probably pick Georgia to win the whole thing again. Three straight. That's unprecedented. That's unprecedented. But possible, no doubt. I mean, it's who's going to beat them? Probably going to go 12-0. and 0. So, probably, but like I always say, you still got to play the games. Just because you're better on paper don't mean you're going to win. You still got to go out there and play the games. And I definitely think that that even though we lost a lot of key pieces on defense, I think um, that gummit, I'm having a brain fart. Even though we lost a lot of key pieces on defense, Clayton White. Yeah. 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 That's the name I was trying to, yeah. My, my tongue is not working well with my brain right now. Um, If he, he, I do believe that he can get guys ready before the season and I think we'll be I think we'll be better at stopping the run because the last couple of seasons we have not been very good at stopping the run and we're going to have to make teams that are obviously better than us one dimensional in order to beat them and I think if we can force them into obvious passing situations I think we can give teams some fits. I definitely have us beating North Carolina in our season opener solely because my cousin TJ is always talking junk. They got to they gotta do it for your cousin, my guy. They got to do it for your cousin. Oh, yeah. Give, give the Tar Heels a good old South Carolina butt whooping, okay? Because I assure you, he will probably be avoiding my phone calls for a week 
Yeah, that, that's that's going to be that's going to be a really intriguing game, you know. And, and it's interesting too. You know, I was going to say this earlier, and I know I'm I'm getting cooked by the Discord slap dick C Philly negative five and seven C Philly all this, but the more people you talk to. I guess what happens is this. The more people I talk to that are not blinded by garnet and black glasses, the first 10 games happened last year. It wasn't a two-game season. We looked like shit for 10 games, you know? Yeah. And the national media and those who are not blinded by garnet and black glasses, they don't forget that. And so that's why I don't think you're seeing, right. like, people, you know, starting the bandwagon for South Carolina is going to – going to up in Georgia and win the SEC East. That's why you're not seeing that. And like, so like the more people I talk to, it is a sobering reminder to me as well that, you know, listen, like we're still not there. We're still not there. Mm -mm. So, you know, I I will say this because I remember the day that, or the night, excuse me, that Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells, the day that Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells announced they were coming back. And I said the next day that South Carolina has become the dark horse to win the SEC East. As we sit here today, I'm probably ready to walk yeah. that back. I, I don't think realistically the Gamecocks are going to challenge Georgia for the East. I, I think that's a fun thing to discuss. It's a fun thing to talk about. But South Carolina is not going to do what they did against Tennessee for 12 games. They're just, they're just not going to do it. They're just not. That, that's not who they no. are. That's not who they now, are. Do that I was a one that game. The, that I, was that was one game. That was one game. I, I just don't right. think you're going to see that and over then, the course of yeah. an entire season. I, I just – I don't think so. So, Do um, yeah. And I think that we're going to have the offensive pieces. But the question is, how long is it going to take for us to find the defensive pieces to where we can give people fits in both – on both sides of the ball and even special teams for that matter. Um, I'll just throw that in there. Find the right guys, put them in the right position, coach them up correctly, give them the stuff they have to run. And as long as you go to the right spot and you block and you block or tackle or whatever you need to do to, to the right person, everything else will fall into place. Because a lot of the times whenever you're on offense, a lot of times whenever a play don't work, it's because somebody on the offense didn't do something correctly a lot of times. Very good point. So if we do – if we if you have everybody on offense working as a cohesive unit and blocking who they're supposed to block, you will get positive yardage just about every time. And if you attack on defense correctly, that offense is not going to be able to go anywhere. If you if the linebackers fill the correct holes, if the defensive lineman takes the right angle, if the safety takes the right angle to try and back down a pass or get an interception, one of those two things are going to happen if they take the right angle. But if you take the wrong angle, you're going to get burnt every single time. Because it's it's it, uh, it's it's all about angles. If you take the right angle, everything will fall into place and it'll work. 
the blockers get in the right position, the tacklers get in the right, the defense gets in the right position every time. You will give a, you will make a team, you will make a team have absolute nightmares getting prepared for you during the week, and then before you know it, you're already in their head before the kickoff has even happened. Good point, Robbie. You know what? You convinced me. I'm going 12 and up. 12 and up. <laughs> I definitely think, I also think that. And like I said the other day, too, as well, right? Like, just because Dow Loggins was a crappy OC in the NFL does not mean he's going to be a crappy OC in college, right? Because even though they're kind of similar, they're also not similar to an extent when it comes to college ball and professional ball. Indeed. Because in college ball... Every team has a handful of good players or very good players. In the NFL, everybody is just as good as you are because there's there's a reason why they're in the NFL. If we have the right pieces in the right position for Dowell Loggins to do his thing, I think we can give teams fit. Give them, give them headaches and give them nightmares. For sure. Robbie, I appreciate you, my guy. We're about to jump into a break. Always great to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, I'm fired awesome. up, man. Great. I'm fired up. Have Thanks a great to rest of your day, and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be a lot of fun. Go, go Cox and to heck with Clemson. To heck with them. Bunch of farming losers. We need groceries. We'll give them a call. And if I need a lawyer, I'm calling somebody from USC. I love it. Robbie, well said as always, my friend. You're the man. You too, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. What a legend. Always a pleasure. We got our folks going crazy. You know, it's it's wild, too. I'm catching so much hell from the Big Cock Club Discord. And my way too early predictions were nine and three. I mean, you would literally think I picked this to go five and seven. And these slap dicks, it's just not good enough for those slap dicks. It's never good enough for the for the BCC slap dicks. <laughs> but that's why we love you. That way, hey, listen, we, we give each other hell. That's what's that's what's beautiful about it. Um our guy Cody Gaskin, staying on business, is going on record. He's putting five hundred on Carolina to beat Georgia. So there you go. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. We'll go ahead and jump into our second break on this side. I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this 
Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. The uh, conversation is electric today. The conversation is electric. Um, anyways, guys, we got a long, <laughs> we got a long way till football season, but again, it's never too early to talk SEC football. Of course, coming off a big win last night for the Yardcocks, Gamecocks taking down the Citadel. Ho hum, no big deal. Ho hum, no big deal. Um, let's see. Anyways, getting ready for the weekend. Gamecocks will take on Mississippi State. We're all awaiting the news of what the weekend rotation is going to be. I don't know when this is going to drop. Hopefully pretty soon. I mean, I would imagine pretty soon. Um, we should be finding out at some point today what the weekend rotation is going to be for the Yardcocks. So there is rumor that Eli Jones will get the start tomorrow and that I guess Will Sanders would come out of the bullpen. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. We'll see. We will see what's going on. Um, Michael Lynn. Carolina is hitting 297 with runners in scoring position 11th nationally. That is impressive. That is really, really impressive. What a what an improvement. You know, give credit to Monty Lee. Give credit to Mark Kingston. Give credit to all the guys you added from the portal, all the guys that returned last year. That's an incredible number, Michael, truly. Thank you for looking that up. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, let me get back into your questions, your comments. Brian Dean talking with his tater, and he said it was a fluke that we beat Tennessee. I told him you don't score 60 points in a fluke. In the Tennessee game, we control both lines of scrimmage. Tater just can't accept the fact we're on the rise. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I would certainly not call that a fluke. I mean, here's the thing. How can you call it a fluke when it's like Tennessee knew they needed to win? They knew they needed to get there to get to the playoff, and they couldn't do it still. I, I mean, you had everything on that game. You didn't sleepwalk through that game. You didn't, you know, you, you didn't. That, that wasn't by chance. It had whatever. Like, it wasn't, you had everything on the line, and, and you couldn't get it done. You just flat out got beat. You flat out got beat. There's no, no other way to put it. You flat out got beat, so. Let's see. Uh, anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Cam Johnson, yes, but we've also left the most runners on base in the SEC. Well, we're getting a lot of guys on base. That is the positive. We're getting a lot of guys on base. So. That is at least the positive, no doubt. Okay, cool. Yes, Tim Branch, then Clem sucks a lot. I got to be Will Hall. I think it'd be hard to press to find a guy coaching straight to pros that would move to college after. Is why it's difficult to consider someone, which I'm sure adds to your point. You know, I, I will say this, um, you know, talking to Braden Gall, you know, he mentioned Dowell Loggins and basically just mentioned how, so he's a Titans guy. He lives in Nashville and was talking about the Dowell Loggins is one of the punchlines, if you will, when Titans fans talk about their struggling offenses over the years, what have you. Dowell Loggins is one of those dudes they mentioned. However, he did also go out of his way to mention that just because you fail in the NFL does not mean you'll struggle in college because college is much easier, much easier to succeed in college. Much easier to have a productive offense in college. Much easier to call plays 
in college versus the NFL. So I think he made a great point. He made a great point that, you know, it's it's not a guarantee because you didn't succeed at the NFL level. You, you will not succeed at the college level, right? Isabella, a year ago yesterday, I stumbled upon your reaction video loss to against the Citadel. That video is the main reason I started tuning in. Isabella, love that. Love that. Thank you. I'm glad that was enough to get you to tune in. Skyland says, Jones is going tomorrow. Skyland, are you just going off of what we've all heard, which is the big spur? And John Whittles, per sources, or do we actually have something official? Do we have something official? I don't think we have anything official yet. But we're all awaiting the news, which will be just a very strange, a very strange thing. It'll be a very strange thing, no doubt. I I, I don't know how I really feel about it, to be honest with you. Don't really know how I feel about it. Anyways. Wow, John Edward calling out Skyland. He says, Skyland has no sources. <laughs> John Edward chose violence. John Edward chose violence. Um, Let's see. Will Hall. So, he's got a chance to say what's up to Wingo last night. Really nice guy. Yeah, Wingo's awesome. Jeff Gullett says... I'm going eight and four until they prove me wrong. We always find a way to lose a game. We should have won. Example, Kentucky, Missouri, Florida, Tennessee. That actually reminds me, Jeff Gullich. Thank you. I got a text here from, uh, let me get it pulled up. Where is it? Here we go. Do you think we'll be the same Carolina we are every year and drop a game that we should definitely win? And I think that's an interesting question, right? Because people look at Missouri and say we should definitely win that game. People look at Kentucky and say we should definitely win. There's certain games that I think Gamecock fans look at that we should definitely win. And if you asked anyone that's not a South Carolina fan, they would say, oh, well, that game's a toss-up. So Vanderbilt, we should definitely win. Furman, we should definitely win. Jacksonville State, we should definitely win. Now, to your point, to that question's point, for example, Missouri last year, you were favored. You were supposed to win, and you didn't right? You were supposed to win, and you did not. So, if you're asking me a game like that, is there going to be a game that we are favored in that will drop? I mean, guys, I look at this season this way. I think we're going to beat Florida. I, like, I, I think it's safe to say, I think we're going to beat Florida. Could we lose to Kentucky? Devin Leary, Liam Cohen? Yeah. I, South Carolina could absolutely lose to Kentucky. I know the games that Willie be. I get it. But the Gamecocks could lose to Kentucky. Could you lose to Missouri again? <laughs> absolutely, I picked it. I think you absolutely could lose to Mizzou at their place. What are other... Could you, could you lose to Mississippi State early in the season with a retooled secondary? Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think you could. I think it's a toss-up. I think you could lose it. I may side that one with a victory, but like, is it a, is it a concerning game with the secondary? A little bit. A little bit. I'm not saying they're going to be great, but a little bit. So, are any of those I just mentioned, are those no-brainer wins? Are, are they just kick-in wins? 
Could you lose to Florida? I mean, we should have beat them last year. They weren't very good last year. I mean, three of your four losses last year came to six and six teams. So, it's why I've been saying, too, and I, I will probably carry this mentality into the football season that if you go eight and four again, guys, you had a great year. You did. I, I, I think, again, you had a great year. I'm, I'm, I mean, there's certainly a part of me that wants to really go overboard and drink the Kool-Aid. The Gamecocks are going to be 10 and two. That, like Cody's saying, we're going to beat Georgia. We're going to, we're going to challenge for the SEC East. We're going to overtake Tennessee as that number two team in the East. Like, I want to believe that. I really do. And maybe if we can plug some holes through the portal in May, June, July, maybe, maybe, maybe we can do it. But I think there's holes that are going to have to be plugged. I, no question. There's a lot of things that will have to go right. No question. You need a quality running back. You need quality edge guys. You need consistency out of Rattler. Dabble Loggins has actually got to pan out. And so everybody's got question marks too. Every other team's got question marks. I feel confident right now in putting Georgia at number one in pin and putting Vanderbilt number seven in pin. Two through six, who knows? I mean, genuinely, truly, who knows? Truly, who knows? I will say this, by the way, because Braden mentions that Tennessee replaces more than South Carolina. They do. And Braden Gall, who, again, I'm at for the podcast tomorrow, Braden Gall mentioned he's got the balls taking a step back. However, he's got him taking a step back at eight and four, but he's got him, ta- got him taking a step back. Right? And, I mean, it's hard to see Tennessee not taking a step back. What, did they win 11 games last year? They went 10-2 and two regular season, won 11 games. I mean, you're replacing Hinton Hooker. They're replacing Hyatt. They're replacing tons of big-time impact guys. I, I mean, for sure. For sure. They could absolutely take a step back. I think they probably will. Yeah, Brennan, I'm confident. Who, who's? Let me ask you this. Who's finishing seventh then? You think Florida's going to finish seventh? And I'm going to say something that is that is such an obvious statement, but sometimes the most obvious things need to be repeated. I said it last year that that South kind of football team, the 2022 version, would go as far as Spencer Rattler took them. I think that may be, may be even more true this year because I don't think your defense is going to be great. I think you're going to struggle defensively. I really do. You're going to have to score points to win games. You're just going to have like you're going to have to score at a high level. You're going to have to score points at a high level. So if this team gets to nine or more wins, it is because Spencer Rattler played like an all-conference quarterback. Truly. If you get to 10 or more, he played like an All-American. Like he had that type of season. Spencer Rattler cannot be average and the Gamecocks be a threat in the East as so many people want them to be. So I guess the question is, when you look at the last two regular season games, can Spencer Rattler be that guy more often than the guy that he was in the first 10 games? Because again, similar to last year, even more so, I think, this team is going to go as far as seven takes them. Which is true for a lot of teams in the SEC. It comes down to quarterback play. 
But it's so true for South Carolina. He's got to play well. He's got to play at an elite level for the Gamecocks to, I would say, exceed expectations once again. Guys, we're going to jump into our final break. On the other side, I do want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 15 minutes or so here in the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Let's see. Interesting note here. Stuart Mandel wrote an article. Which coach is on the hottest seats? Hottest hot seats going into this season? Billy Napier was on the list. So, things are going well at Florida. Yeah. (laughs) Things are going well in, uh, in Gainesville for sure. For sure. Let's see. Let me get back into your questions here. Hunter Kelly says, we're going to be a 2022 Tennessee team is what you're saying since they had to score high in every single game. I don't I don't think we're going to hit those kind of numbers offensively. That was crazy what Tennessee did last year. I mean, they were the best offense in college football. Um, we won't do that, but I, I think we'll have I, – I look at it this way, just way too early with what we have right now in our roster. I think offensively, we take a step forward. I think defensively, we could take a step back. And I'm not saying a major step back, but like, I think we'll have to win games with offense. So, hopefully, Beamer Ball continues. Beamer Ball to the freaking moon. Hopefully, that's a huge part of our winning formula. Playing all three phases and playing all three phases well. Getting those game-changing type of plays with special teams. Um, But I think our offense just is going to have to be better, man. Like, for example, week one against North Carolina. Like, you can say, I know Brendan will have some smart-ass comment about UNC and how they crumbled at the end of the year, whatever. Um, Drake May's pretty freaking good. (laughs) Like, Drake May's pretty damn good, and that will be a challenge for our secondary. I'm not saying he's going to throw for 500 yards, but it will be a challenge for our secondary. No doubt. No doubt. It will be a challenge for our secondary. So, we're going to have to score. Probably going to have to score 35-plus to win that game. I would imagine. So, Madison says, plus the to the moon shirts have to mean something. Beamer ball. Indeed. You're right. Indeed. Beamer balls to the freaking moon. Guys, it reminds me again, of course, tomorrow, uh, the 2023 spring tour continues. We'll be out at Carolina Ale House, uh, downtown Greenville tomorrow night, six o'clock. Things get rolling. Then, of course, seven o'clock is first pitch. Carolina Mississippi State will have the game on. It's on the big channel on SEC Network. Going to be a ton of fun as we watch that game together looking forward to it guys and cannot wait to see you all at the tour event tomorrow night uh, of course podcast will drop tomorrow as normal we got Braden Gall in a conversation great interview with him as we talk South kind of football and then of course tomorrow's pod is going to be a full breakdown of this weekend series in Starkville looking forward to it um let's see Jeff Gullich how funny and awesome would it be if DK rushes for 150 yards and three touchdowns against UNC would it be funny? I mean, it'd just be awesome. It'd be great. It'd be great. And uh, maybe 
Maybe we'll have found something at the running back position. I have no idea. I just love, because, you know, it, it would be, here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. I think Brendan M. is convinced that Drake May sucks. And you know what? If you want to die on that hill, so be it, my guy. You, you can. You can. Brendan M., I, I will not be echoing your sentiment. I will not be echoing your thoughts going into that game. I won't be doing it, but you can die on that hill if you like. That's totally fine with me. Uh, that's totally fine. I, I get that. I get that. You can you can you can die on that hill if you like. Either way, though, um, the football chatter just always, man, it's always electric. It's always electric. It's always absolutely electric. Let's see. Coleman Hall, is there any defense other than Georgia and Bama who can give up a 17 to 24 point per game offense? consistent wins. Coleman, I think I understand what you're trying to say. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's it's an offensive game, right? It's an offensive game. Um, it's an offensive game. You got to score to win. Jeff Gullage, I mean, for the fact that DK beat UNC twice, once as a quarterback, once as a running back. That is a good point, Jeff, that I did not think about. I did not think about that. That is a really, really good point. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Hunter. Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. What about you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Yeah, I know it's been a few days since you heard from me. I, it, I've been sick and all. I uh, finally got freaking done with that, uh, what do you call it, stomach virus I had. Wow. Um, Glad you're feeling better. Yeah, seems like everybody's ha- having it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with uh, Nicholas Harbour and all, um, it, it seems like he's the kind of quiet, uh, quiet subject that people talk about. Now, since he committed and all, um, seems like it, at least it seems like it to me that he's a uh, like you know the quiet subject, like kind of like uh, Austin Stogner, where he wasn't talked about much. So I'm, I'm not sure why. Well, he's just not on the roster yet. I think is one thing. Um, he's not on the roster yet, so I think that's you know I think we'll talk about him a lot more as we get closer to fall camp and we get into fall camp, of course, mm-hmm. and we start hearing about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's going to be another weapon on the offense. I, I think that you try to also keep your expectations realistic for him as a true freshman, but I would also say that I hope he's better than Austin Stogner was because I, you know, as much as I liked Austin yeah, Stogner, yeah. we liked, I don't think Stogner was, I, I don't think Stogner produced at least at the rate that I thought he would. Um, anyways, but I, I so I think Nicholas Harbor could be a lot better, but, um, you know, I, I think people are excited for him, and I, I think that he's going to be another weapon for you. It's just what type of impact can he make as a freshman? Uh, does he does he, does he he really – He's going to be playing for this year, right, or is it 2024? No, he's playing this year. I'm, I'm saying, like, he's not on campus year, yet. Okay. He, will, he will be on campus. I'd imagine he'll get there in the summer and start doing workouts and stuff like that. But I, I think that's just why he hasn't been talked about as much. I mean, I think that's why you're not hearing as much about him, and I think also just the fact that – you know, he's a true freshman, and, and we'll see what kind of impact he can make. There's other guys that are older, have more experience, that will, you know, be fighting for touches as well. And there's only one football, right? So, I mean, you got to get the ball to Juice Wells, got to right. get it to Leggett, got to give it to Joyner, got to give it to whoever's playing running back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Nick Carver should definitely factor in and should definitely help this offense for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I just hope he's better this year. I, do you think we're going to be able to see him play in the spring? In the spring, you said? 
Yeah, no, so, no, so that's what I'm saying. He's not going to be here until the summer. He's not at all participating. Oh, in the okay, okay, we're, okay. I mean, dude, I we're, we're, we're literally two and a half weeks away from the spring game. He ain't, he ain't, I mean, he's literally finishing his spring semester of high school. So, no, he's, he will oh, not, okay, he will okay. not enroll until, yes, yeah, summer at earliest. I, I would imagine it'd be summer. So, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. That, that, that's all I needed. I, uh, I, I just, I haven't been hearing anything about Nicholas Harbor at all, so I, that explains more. So, um, but yeah, I appreciate it, man. Hey, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Take it easy. Yeah, man. Bye. Take care. Great stuff. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven two. Yeah, I mean Nicholas Harbor's a guy. I think that we will, we will talk more about him as we get closer to the season. But you know, right now he's just not participating in spring practice, and so it's kind of like we're focusing on. Uh, the guys who are here, but no, Nick Carver will definitely have a big impact. And how much of an impact, you know, I, I think, again, you want to try to keep things realistic in regards to his impact this season, but I mean, he's, he's going to be a weapon. He's going to be a weapon. No doubt. Um, let's see. Brennan M Rattlers convinced Rattlers better than Drake may UNC could have had a playoff spot. They did was lose to Georgia tech NC state and not even show up against Clemson sucks and lose their bowl game. Brendan, I understand what you're saying. Drake may is still a very good quarterback. With a good season, he could be the number one pick in the draft next year. Don't shoot the messenger, just what I've been told. But uh, anyways, again, if you if you want to carry the torch that Drake May sucks going in the UNC game, by all means, that is your right. That's your prerogative. You can do that. I will not be joining you, but you can do that. But I will not be joining you. I would like to make that very clear. I would like to make that very clear. Um, anyways, let's see. Panic Ritter, ladies' game concerns me. Clark is just so good. Panic Ritter, if you were not panicking, then I would be concerned. I, I It would just be, I don't know. It, it would be not a normal day. Let's see. Hunter Kelly says, I believe in our secondary. Somebody mentioned here. Michael Lynn, only test Tennessee has on the road is Bama. Every other test are at home. He also says, Georgia's got to go to Neyland this year. Tennessee has a decent shot for the SEC. I don't think, (laughs) I don't think Tennessee with all they lost. I mean, here's the thing, too. Here's the thing, too. Here's the thing, too, that... Until Georgia's dethroned, guys, like, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. Like, I'm probably at worst, I'm probably be, I, I'm probably at worst picking Georgia to go 11-1. and one. I won't lock in any predictions until the summer until we get closer to SEC media days, but, like, I think Georgia goes 11-1 and one at worst. They're going to win the SEC East. I think that is the least hot take of all time. So, I don't think, I, I, I'd be surprised if Tennessee got it done. I would. I just, I don't know that uh, after, again, losing all the guys they're losing, and I know our Tennessee haters, Brendan and Dalton, they're certainly not going to agree with you that they are, uh, they're going to threaten. But Andrew Murphy, Whittle has reported that Eli Jones, Noah Hall, and Mahoney going this weekend on the Big Spur website. Apparently Sanders will be there and available, but they plan to give him a week off for a, quote, mental reset. I, I guess there you go. I I, I don't know, man. I, I I just 
listen, they 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 know these players. They know these players better than we do. So if they think he needs a mental reset, then so be it. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. That, that, that seems like an interesting play to me. But again, but again, they know these guys better than we do. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I don't think we'll get the news right before the show start, or excuse me, before the show ends. I guess we won't get that news. But, um, you know, I've given my two cents. I've given my takes on it. I, I would not mess with the rotation. Taking Will Sanders out of the rotation is, because here's my, again, here is my question. You take him out. You give him this mental reset. Is the plan then to put him back in that role against LSU? Is he really going to return from this mental reset break against the number one ranked team in college baseball, one of the best lineups you'll face? And he'll have to go toe-to-toe with Paul Skeens, maybe the best pitcher in college baseball. Is that really, like, do you think that's, And then let's say he doesn't pitch well then. Then what do you do? Th- then what do you do with Will Sanders? Is he just is it, is it just done? He's just demoted to a bullpen guy the rest of the season? Like, I'm not saying that, hey, it may work. It very well may work. It's fascinating. I mean, it's just truly fascinating. But you know what? To his credit, Mark Kingston and company, they've been pressing all the right buttons all season long. So, you know what? I guess you just got to give it a chance. I guess you have to give it a chance, but it's a very, 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 very interesting move. Very interesting move. And, dude, Bruin Nation, to your point, if you lose game one, if Eli Jones doesn't throw well, my goodness, the the questioning of the decision, it will flood social media. No doubt. Guys, again, that being said, we have hit or about to hit 2 o'clock. Really appreciative, grateful for you guys tuning in. What a day. What a day on social media. You got people trying to trying to uh, get, get TSUS off of social media, off the internet. Of course, it never works. So here we are yet again. Death, taxes, and people trying to cancel me and cancel the Spurs Up show. And I'll say this because I saw Marion R., say something about, you know, I've never come across a show that I hated and, 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 and commented on it and had the time to do so. I've got better things to do. Well, Marion, Marion, excuse me, Marion, Marion, that's because you're not a miserable son of a bitch. And there is nothing, I mean, there is nothing that triggers miserable people more on social media than you simply living your best life and being a genuinely happy and fulfilled person. There's nothing that triggers the insecurities of a miserable person more than that. And with that being said, I will bid you adieu. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, appreciate you all tuning in. Be sure to stay tuned to all the content, content bleeding out of the eyeballs as always. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday. We will talk to you all tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.